This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. Welcome in. We have college football this weekend. I'll take it. Northwestern in Nebraska. And uh, your mighty Vanderbilt Commodores going against the uh, Hawaii Rainbows. Many of you will bet the game. Uh, I already know several of my friends that will be all over it, about 19 different ways. So we'll get it kicked off and go from there. And then we'll have a full slate of games for uh, Labor Day weekend, which is super exciting. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, you can bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent in any of the 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau Insurance. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Our guests join us on the Yingling Lager guest line. And over the weekend, I watched the Manti Teo uh, documentary on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish linebacker out of Hawaii who was catfished and um, you know, ter- heart heartbreaking story um, when you watch it and you really get the, the full story because it was so many moving parts and you're busy and everybody's busy in life when it was going down in 2012 and 2013 and how it may have cost him, you know, a few years in the NFL too after getting drafted in the second round, our next guest was all over the documentary uh, as the head of recruiting for ESPN and national college football analyst with ESPN, and he is Tom Luganbill on the Yingling Lager guest line. Lugs, um, have you watched the documentary on Manti Teo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've watched it. And, um, you know, initial impressions at the conclusion of it is everybody and their brother owes Manti Teo a public apology. You know, and um, I think more than anything, what this documentary reveals is the seedy, despicable underbelly of what, you know, social media is capable of, you know, because it was such low hanging fruit. Right. 
everybody to just jump all over it. Of course, make the assumptions, um, you know, not really have any valid, verifiable information as to what really went on. I was really kind of, uh, I, I felt relieved for the kid because to go through what he went through um, and to just get nitpicked and to get torn down, I think it's great that uh, everybody kind of finally knows the truth now. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, he's all over the Mantateo um, documentary, uh, and it is heartbreaking. It's also mind-boggling that he was as naive as he was, but it just happens right. in life. Uh, right. When was the first time, Tom Luganbill, that you either knew about him or saw film on him or maybe watched him play at an all-star game, depending on where you were way back then? Uh, we had seen him right after his freshman year. Um, and then where he really exploded was during the course of his sophomore year. And then he just became a, a, a nationally recognized recruit because, you know, just like we've seen since then with Tua Tunga Valoa, you know, when you're out there on the Island and, 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 and you're, and you're not, somewhere where you're going to be able to attend this camp in this combine and create exposure for yourself. The only thing that's going to create exposure for you is your style of play and your production. So it goes to show you just how productive he was to jump onto the national landscape um, off of ability and, and take study alone. And then we ended up seeing him, I believe on the West coast for either at that time, what would have been a Nike football regional camp Um and then eventually we ended up inviting him to the Under Armour All-America game out of the 2009 class. We got to spend a week with him in Orlando uh, down there at that time. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I think I said this to you before about many, many, many prospects over the years. When, when, when you put all of these guys in one environment for, let's just say, a week, and they're all battling against each other, and for the first time they may not be the best guy on the field, Sometimes you can come away from that week and have a pretty good idea of who's going to succeed, who's going to sink, who's going to fail, uh, maybe who, who's going to be a no-brainer. Um, and a lot of that just comes from body language, how they interact, how do they respond to failure, how, what do they do when they get their tail kicked in a drill. And this guy was so mature and so far beyond um, what normal 17-year-old kids were at that stage. When I mean, you looked at him and you watched him play and you're like, this guy can make a practice squad. Like this, this, this dude could literally, he's physically and mentally advanced enough to do that. And then, of course, fast forward throughout his, his career, he, he uh, decides to come back, play four full years, ends up in doing so playing for a national championship. But, I mean, what a, what a stellar career. And you're right in your comments. You know, had none of this taken place, um, you know, maybe he goes in the latter part of the first round or the middle part of the first round. He still played, I think, seven, eight years and, and, and good for him. But the naivety as far as him being so devoted and in love with an individual that he had not seen, I think that's the one thing we, we all feel capable of criticizing because you're sitting there scratching your head going, how, how did you get to this point and never see that person? But to see the truth come out about what really went down, I think is refreshing and, and, and obviously probably takes a load off of his chest. Mm. Uh, Tom Luganbill's in the documentary, uh, the Manta Teo documentary. 
He got catfished, hoaxed. Um, it was terrible. The 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 man slash woman never even really showed remorse in the knock, which is and it's it's Naya Tua Sosopo. Um, was a male during that time, now a female, and and that's sad. Um, it, it, there's so much to unpack here. <laughs> it, it, so with. With Manti, you you were around him and obviously had several conversations with him that week at the Under Armour All American game that he was oh, in. Sure. Okay. Sure. So know, so and, you talk about yeah. so he's both mature and uh, you can be this in life. Okay. So he's he's both a mature. It, a lot of times those families where he grew up that that was very structured, uh, a lot of discipline, a lot of responsibility. Um. There's no nonsense. They're they're very religious, structured, and so yeah. on, right, Luke's? And yep. and then on the flip side is when you're from Hawaii and a remote island within the Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, and and back then he didn't have a, I mean, from what I gathered, he had no access to much a cell phone, social media, Correct. so on, um. So what you're telling me is by the time he gets to the Under Armour All-American game, and he's a big-time recruit between Southern Cal and, and Notre Dame, among others, he is both mature and really good at football, but he's also naive and kind of he hasn't left the island much and doesn't right. know what's going on in the world. Is that Cor- correct? And, and and they outline in the documentary, for those who haven't seen it, that you know, him being outside of his little cocoon of, of a Polynesian culture, an island culture, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in South Bend, Indiana, uh, you know, think about that. I mean, just think about what that would do to most 17- and 18-year-old kids. And when I talk about maturity, let's fast forward that signing to right now. And they also discussed this in the documentary, how miserable he was. And yeah. how he wanted to leave Notre Dame, and how he he just he didn't fit in in the whole nine yards. What would ninety nine percent of prospects do if it was right now? Gone, gone. Jump right into the transfer portal. This guy had the mental fortitude, and the mental toughness, and the commitment to the game. And I think the commitment to the university to battle through that. It wasn't easy. It was hard. It put a lot of pressure on him. He was already expected to be this otherworldly prospect so you've got that on your shoulders as well and you're so far removed from your normal culture and your normal comfort zone there's no doubt that takes a level of maturity that is is i i think of the highest accord there's there's a lot of people that at that same time would been four or five years older than him that wouldn't have handled that the way that he did but with that i think I got this sense a little bit came uh, a sense of loneliness, a sense of mm-hmm. isolation to some degree, which may have led to him falling into the, the, the trap of, of, you know, an interlude on Facebook that turned into, you know, obviously something, at least initially, that was an intellectually intriguing relationship that we all know what it, it, it developed into. But I give him a lot of credit for just, hanging in there and to be honest with you had he bolted and left and went home or bolted and left and transferred back out west to sc or somewhere else who's to say any of this would have ever happened that's true that's true it's a fascinating story i wonder if he will ever 
over time um, be embraced by Notre Dame as as a hero and, a, and an amazing player again, it, you know, in the next few years, Tom? How could he not be? I mean, think about the, you could say, arguably the greatest on-field season Notre Dame has had since 1988 was the reason he came back. I don't think that season happens with, with him departing early through the NFL. I think not only does that take away from the talent of the overall defense, but it also takes away from the leadership of your locker room, the chemistry of your locker room. Now, hey, maybe they would have. Maybe they would have had a magical year anyway. But you can't tell me that would have been the same team without him on it. Yeah. And, and the fact that he never regained his confidence, and he talks about how he was playing downhill by his sophomore, junior, and senior year at Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not going to go crazy and think that he was a Hall of Famer because I don't think he was. I think he was more suited. The game was starting to transition, but he was more suited for the game between the tackles. Um, I agree. But, but still could have had a, a, a better NFL career. But when he talks in episode two about never regaining his confidence – that's another part, uh, piece of the puzzle where your heart just breaks for him because he he couldn't get it together at San Diego like he should have. Well, think about it. You know, he always had such faith and trust and confidence in his own ability. And when that trust and faith was broken in one area of his life, it fractured his entire life. And yeah. he began to lose confidence in anything he was seeing, anything he was hearing. Um, he was continually second guessing himself and think about that from a, just from a mental psyche perspective of a young person to go through that and not just to go through what happened, but to do it in the era of the internet and being held, this would have been a horrible thing to have had happen to anybody, uh, let alone somebody in that age group. But imagine had it not happened in the era of the internet and Really, nobody ever found out about it publicly. That's an entirely different thing that we're talking about here because you can't, you can't hide. I mean, remember that, that scene in season two where they're talking about he was going to prepare for the NFL draft and he goes down to IMG yeah. and he's working and grinding this and that, and his agent calls him and says, you need to get out of there right yeah. now. And from that moment on, remember he tried to leave on a golf cart? Yeah. And... He goes out of the gate at IMG and he says, are they all here because of me? From that moment on, his life and his career was never the same. Yeah. H have, you, uh, have you talked to him since? Then? I have not. I have not talked to him since probably his junior year of college. Okay. If you could ask him one question today, mm -hmm. Tom Luganville on the Yingling Liger guest line, if you could ask Manti Teo one question today, what would it be? Throughout the entire process, why didn't you ever demand to be able to either face-to-face, -face, virtually see this person, or demand via travel, by plane, by car, whatever, get together with this person in real life if, you, if your love and devotion was so deep? Mm -hmm. Mm. All right. I, it's just it, for our listeners. It, it's a good look. You're you're still trying to get to Labor Day weekend. 
Um, I know I am. Oh, it's a great watch. And it's I mean, a, it's a an, really good watch. Uh, you'll have an entirely different sense of this entire debacle and how you viewed him, how you'll view him now, and you'll you'll feel terrible. You'll feel mm-hmm. terrible, um, especially if you're somebody that on the internet's making memes, or you've been somebody that you know just bought into the whole thing because it was easy, it was a low hanging fruit, and you're a hurtful person. Um, you know, it's 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 eye opening. Mm. He won every single award there is to win, um, except for the Heisman. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And, and look, I do also agree um, that probably didn't deserve because of the story and Notre Dame, the allure of Notre Dame. He probably didn't deserve to be a Heisman finalist, but the bottom line is, you know. He did have an amazing year, and then the story with the grandmother and what people thought was the girlfriend, oh, you know, yeah. pushed him over with with vote. Man, for our listeners, Manzel won that year, and you can say what you want about Manzel as a person or whatever, but he was dynamic, explosive, electric that oh, year, and boy. amazing. So um, that's pretty cool, though, that Luganville was in the dock and knew him from the uh, Under Armour All American game and the Nike camp even before before that. 